Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It's Tempting, hosted by me, Casey, Casey Campbell. You guys, it's been a little bit of a minute, and I know some of the haters are mad at me, but you guys, it really, I've had a rough, rough couple of weeks. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like things were almost too good to be true with like how well driving across the country went and like finding a place to live and my whole Florida adventure. Everything was going amazing, amazing, amazing. It was like too good to be true. And then shit kind of hit the fan when my phone got stolen from Target. And then a couple weeks ago, I got in a pretty a pretty decent car accident. <laughs> like, it was fine because nobody was hurt, thank God. But you guys, it, it was actually, it was a pretty legit one. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was like, we're going like 65, 70 on the highway. She ran into the left side of my car. I went across like four fucking lanes on the highway, okay? Like, did not hit anyone else. It was terrifying, um, I'm just like so thankful that my car's not totaled. So it, it was out of my control because number one, I wasn't sure if my car was safe to drive. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I've been giving updates. So I wasn't sure if my car was even safe to drive. And my podcast studio is in Miami and I live in Fort Lauderdale. So getting to the studio was difficult, number one. And I haven't done the bright line yet and I'm still like nervous about it. People have told me like it's safe and amazing and smooth and like it's a vibe, but like it just seems a little overwhelming to me. So then I also was kind of scared to drive. You guys, I haven't really been in an accident like that before. And I'm not going to lie, like it shook me up and it kind of like got me off course. And I've had some other stuff going on in my personal life. And it's just been a really rough couple of weeks. So that's the life update. You guys, shit happens. I know you guys are like, we want an episode every week and I've been delivering. Okay. I have been, I've been on my fucking game since I relaunched, but shit happens. You guys, I don't know what to tell you. So I apologize, but we're back in the swing of things. Um, because I do live in Fort Lauderdale, what I think I'm going to do just to make sure that this like doesn't happen again, I'm going to get my, um, in-home studio like hooked up again. So if for whatever reason I can't get into the studio, I can just do a quick little at home episode. So we'll still have weekly episodes. So you guys, I'm learning, I'm game planning, I'm adjusting. Okay. So just bear with me while I figure this all out. Okay. Sound good. I think that sounds good. Also, I will say with that little life update, I am super stoked because even though I've had a really, really rough (laughs) few weeks, my favorite time of year is coming up, you guys. I'm stoked. I'm going back to LA for Labor Day weekend. I'm going to be there like the 31st and well, I have like a red eye flight the 31st. I land in LA the night of the 31st and then I have a red eye flight on the 5th and I land the morning of the 6th back in Fort Lauderdale. So I'm going to um, LA for Labor Day weekend. So I'm going to see my family. Um, Nova's birthday, her fifth birthday, and my niece's third birthday are both on September 5th. My little Virgo babies. So September 5th is one of my favorite days. And then um, what else is going on? 
And then it's like my birthday's October 7th and then it's Halloween and then it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas. And you guys, it's just all my favorite. This is my favorite time of year. So I've had a rough couple of weeks, but I'm really stoked for the next few months. And I'm in a new state, so I'm going to start new traditions. I'm kind of like, fuck it. Like I do have a few friends out here, but for the most part, you guys, I really am like riding solo. So I was just like, am I going to let this affect my favorite time of year? Like, am I going to do all my traditions? And I was like, fuck it. Like, if nobody wants to go to Disneyland with me or nobody can or they're too busy, like, I'm going to go to Disneyland on my birthday by myself. Like, if nobody wants to go to a pumpkin patch with me and carve pumpkins, like, I'm going to fucking do that shit by myself. I'm going to go get a Christmas tree. I'm going to decorate that shit. I'm doing everything. Like, of course, I want, like, my few friends to come. You know, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. (laughs) But... If I got to do it solo, I got to do it solo. I'm going to make this these next few months really, really good. What else do I want to say before we dive in? Plans for the pod. So I kind of already went over it, like kind of what's been going on and what my plan is. I'm going to get my in-home studio back. So we're not ever in a pickle where I can't get into the studio. However... You guys, I'm going through a very weird transitional phase. I feel like anyone that's been listening to this podcast or my living room couch when I was doing it, I'm still going to bring that back eventually, but this is my baby right now. You guys know the past like year or two, I've been in a very weird like transitional phase, hence why I fucking drove across the country. So I'm not going to lie, you guys, I'm really starting to just, I'm at a different point in my life and I'm really over TI, like I love making you guys laugh and like I love recapping the episodes. Well, no, I don't love recapping the episodes. I'm lying. I love making you guys laugh and I love entertaining you guys. Um, But you guys, I feel like I'm growing out of TI. So I prefer the guest episodes. I really do. I love connecting with people. I love sitting down with people, getting to know people's stories. I love sharing their stories with you. I love inspiring you guys. So that's really the direction I want to focus in. So, but I also don't want to leave you guys hanging because I know I've got some like hate and bad reviews that I'm like so behind on the season and it's not up to date. Part of that is, was out of my control truly, but also I'm going to own it. You know, I keep it real. I also am just not feeling TI the same way. Like I don't want to be talking about just like cheating and like partying and twerking and like sucking dick and like you know like it's just it's just not where I'm at in life anymore and I just feel like I am meant to do more with my podcast so I I think I'm kind of struggling with that however I don't want to leave you guys hanging so I'm going to still kill it for the rest of season five and you know what else I'm also going to still recap season two because I have not seen that season since it aired in real time in freaking 2019 and to be honest I was thinking today on my drive over here I don't even think I watched all of season two I think there's like parts of it that I have not seen so I'm still gonna finish all the TI that's been out there okay And then I think I'm going to go into like the guest episodes and just like really talk about like real life important shit. I'm still going to make it like funny and entertaining and like we'll talk about pop culture and like what's going on in the world and like maybe I'll talk on reality TV sometimes. But I think I'm I just I think I've outgrown T.I. You guys, I just think my mental space and where I'm at in life, it just it's not where I'm at anymore. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And it's it has nothing to do with the cast of season five I don't want anyone to think that I think it's more how production is editing the show now it's just like not 
relatable. And we'll get into that later because there is a part of my notes that I bring that up. So that's kind of the plan for the pod. I'm over TI, but I do want to finish all the seasons that are already out there for you guys to see. Also, I got some hate, not hate, but I've got some comments about how I'm butchering some people's names. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. I really am. I've said it once and I'll say it again. You guys, I am like white as fuck, okay? I took two years of Spanish. I fucking didn't do well, okay? I have like a Valley Girl LA accent. <laughs> like, I don't consider myself having an accent but when I go other places they're like you have such a LA girl valley girl accent okay I suck at it I suck at espanol I'm sorry I suck at any other sort of accent it's not it does not mean like I'm not trying to be disrespectful I'm not trying to butcher your name I genuinely like it's just the way that I talk so I'm gonna try my hardest it's genuinely not on purpose so I just want you guys to know that like you guys when I was in Spanish one and Spanish two in high school and we would have to do videos or talk in front of the class I was embarrassing okay it was mortifying like there's videos of me okay I just it was a dark time okay I it's not my it's not my forte okay I'm sorry I'm also at my job right now I'm trying to learn Spanish and I am actually getting pretty good at it. Not that's a lie. I'm not getting pretty good, but I am like saying different things. Like I say, like Donata. I say like um, Buenos Dias. I say um, no habla espanol a lot. I can count uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez, once, doce, trece, catorce. Yeah. So like I'm trying. Okay. What else can I say? They're very, very little. Okay. Basura. (laughs) <laughs> see white as fuck so it's it does I'm not trying to be mean I'm not trying to butcher your name I'm not trying to be disrespectful it's just I'm I just that's the way I talk and I'm really sorry so I just wanted to say that merch update all merch so if you guys have placed orders in the past like week or so all merch is going to be shipped out by tomorrow night I've already shipped the majority of the orders but more is the rest of it's being shipped out by tomorrow night so Yeah, you guys, it's all caught up. So keep ordering hats. A lot of people are ordering the dad hats. I love it. Um, I'm still going to try to get new merch up. I've just been busy. Life's been crazy, you guys. And today's episode, this is my favorite part, is brought to you by Love Shop Toys. You can check them out on Instagram at Love Shop Toys. You can also check them out online at loveshoptoys.com slash tempting. If you guys want to get it on, if you guys want to get it on with yourself, your significant other, who knows? I don't care what you're into, but Love Shop Toys is where you're going to get all the goodies. Anything your heart desires. They got toys. They got bondage. They got outfits. I believe for the month of August, their schoolgirl outfits, which I freaking am a personal fan of, are on sale. So go check them out, you guys. Loveshoptoys.com slash tempting and use code tempting for 10% off. So that is Love Shop Toys. Use code tempting for 10% off. Thank you so much, Love Shop Toys. Okay, you guys, today we are going to recap the majority of episode six, but 
as you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, listening to my recaps, they're pretty freaking detailed and I don't want to put out crazy long episodes anymore. I know you guys like love them, but me personally, I don't want my episodes to be too much longer than an hour. So I'm going to recap in this, in today's episode, we're going to do the majority of episode six, pretty much the whole thing. I'm just going to save the last little bit of it for the following episode. So that's kind of how I do my recaps. I just do it kind of where it feels right. You guys, I'm in my own lane. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And I respect it, but that's what we're doing. Okay. So today we're starting. Yeah. Episode six, it picks up at the bonfire where Hall is saying he's always known that Caitlin wasn't the one. And Mark seems pretty freaking surprised by that because that is a big statement. I mean, you're engaged to this girl for freaking God knows how long and you've been with her for eight years and you're like saying you've always known she wasn't the one. Like, why the hell did you ask her to marry you? <laughs> but like, that's just me. Uh, Mark is glad that he had this epiphany, but he's wondering why he needed this experience to finally get to this conclusion. And... Hall keeps it real and I do respect this about him is he doesn't really sugarcoat anything he does just come out and say how he's feeling he admits that he just didn't know how to say it at home and Mark does kind of call him out saying that the truth about being a people pleaser is that it's not entirely honest all the time and that is freaking facts and I feel like that's probably hard for a lot of people to say because being a people pleaser is like you're trying to be nice and like please everyone but in order to please everyone, you're not being true to self, true to yourself and you're kind of lying a little bit. You know, it's not it's not a good trait being a people pleaser. I used to be one. OK, so I can say this with like confidence. It's not a, it's not a good trait. It's not a positive trait, you guys. And Mark calls him out on that. Hall says that's the next step for him. And Mark says the next step would be to be honest at all times. And then I put in direct quotes, still loving, but honest. And Hall agrees, which I love that. I love that he said that still loving, but honest. So now it is the end of the guy's bonfire and Hall is in the confessional saying he's so relieved and he feels like a new man. And honestly, I feel like I'm going to get some like pushback on this, but I feel like my opinion on the Hall, Caitlin, Michaela situation is going to be surprised. I feel like it's already been surprising to people, but. I just think it is a little bit different than what my situation was, even though they're very similar. But I think he does look relieved, you guys, and I think it comes off genuine. I think he I think he does really care about Caitlyn, and I think he's maybe known this deep inside for a while, and it just, it's all bubbling to the surface now, and I think he feels, I think he genuinely feels bad about it, but I think finally accepting it and saying it out loud, he looks relieved to me, not in like a in a bad way where he's like shoving it in Caitlyn's face or like bragging about it, but like in a genuine, like, okay, like I know what the right decision is for me. So now it's the girl's bonfire and Caitlyn is saying that she's nervous what Hall is up to, but she does trust him. Yikes. Which actually, I mean, he hasn't done anything bad yet and we'll get into that more. Like he hasn't, I, as far as I know, he still hasn't kissed Michaela. So he, he technically hasn't done anything, so maybe not yikes. She says her biggest fear is seeing him being unfaithful or that he is continuing his relationship with Michaela, which I'm like, damn, girl, you better buckle up. 
The girls, they say that they're all good, but they're nervous. And I will say their dresses, their color scheme is on point. They all got like pink and purples. It's kind of a vibe. And I'm wondering if they did that on purpose because it looks very cohesive. And I'm a very fashion oriented aesthetic girly and I noticed it immediately. So five stars for that little moment. All the girls are grinning about how the light came on in their house. And we find out Caitlin is up first and she does look super nervous. She's like putting her hand over her mouth. She says, oh God. And the clip that she sees is Hall on the couch with Michaela talking about how it's been eight years and he's always known something was missing. It kind of looks like Caitlin is fighting a smile, but then she looks like shook and she just kind of says, okay. And then I will say she does make a valid point. She's kind of emotional when she says it. He broke up with me already. Why come back to me? Why propose to me? Let's discuss before we continue. Because I, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by my opinion on this whole situation. And we'll see as I keep getting through the season because I'm a little bit behind, obviously. But this is the part that I do have a problem with. It's like if he's always if he's being honest with himself now and he's always known that she wasn't the one. It's like I agree with her. You broke up with her. You you blindsided her and you kind of tore her life up and you were gone for a full freaking year. Like why did you come back? Like that's what guys not just guys do it. I hate when nowadays we like blame everything on men. It's like girls suck too, okay? Like let's keep it real. Girls are cheaters, girls are liars, girls are like the worst. Like let's keep it real. Like not men aren't just the ones that suck. But the thing that's so frustrating to me about people that do this they like break up with their significant other they disappear for a significant amount of time and then they come back like wanting the person back it's like you don't want the person back you went out into the world didn't like what you found and now you're bored so you're going back to what's comfortable I think there's exceptions to the rule where someone does maybe like realize like, wow, I made a mistake and like this is my person. But I think that's very rare. And I think for the most part, like you need to just let the person go. It's very unfair to go out into the world, not like what you find so far. And now you're not patient. So you go back to something that's comfortable to someone that's already been healing. That's someone who's already been growing and they're good without you. And now you shake up their fucking world again. That's fucked up. And that part I do have a problem with Hall. And then on top of it, he proposes to her. So it's just all that is wrong. And I also, again, I'm not like victim blaming at all because I've been there. I've done this. We also need to learn our lesson. If someone blindsides us and breaks up with us in a pretty traumatic way to go off and be with other people and then they like come waltzing back into our life a year later, I mean, let's not let them in so easily. Like, let's learn our lesson, okay? Like, they need to prove themselves, like, that they're different. Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, like, let's get back together and get engaged. Like, no, like, they need to work their fucking ass off to, like, prove to you that they're different and this is the real deal, like, We can't just be letting people just come in and out of our lives because that's not loving yourself. That's just like letting people walk all over you. And I I strongly believe that. And I used to do that. So I can say that with no hard feelings. So then she says that's bullshit to like him leaving her life and coming back and then proposing. And Mark agrees by saying that that's an honest and fair thing to say about that situation. 
He wants to know how Caitlyn was different when she was broken up with Hall. And she immediately says, more social, more fun, more outgoing, just worried about my own damn self. And then Mark says, there is no rule where you have to appease everyone in your life. Facts. Like, that is something that I've learned and I think everyone needs to learn. It's like, sometimes it's really hard because you want to make everybody in your life happy, like all of your loved ones. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, you guys, like your life is about you and you only. Like you need to put yourself first, period. You know, like it's just, you're not here to make other people happy. You're here to make yourself happy. And I think that's hard for people because that comes off very selfish. And I guess it is very selfish, but it's your life, you know, that you were blessed with. You deserve to be selfish about it. And I strongly, strongly believe that. Now it's Paris's turn. She looks nervous and Mark does call that out. And all she says is that she wants to see it. The clip. So the clip is great. He's in the confessional saying that he's going to be in the mindset of being single and he won't hold back anymore. When he says that part, Paris's mouth just like drops open. Vanessa's eyebrows raise up. And the clip that she sees is the whipped cream licking out of the ass crack scene that made me gag in one of these episodes I recapped. And then him in bed with Nafisa. Someone says, oh my God. And then Caitlin kind of reaches for her shoulder to comfort her. So everyone is definitely like shook up by this scene. And then Paris kind of goes off. She thinks it's so embarrassing and she thinks he did a lot um, for her to even respect him as a man again. And like, honestly, I like Paris. You know, we've kind of shot the shit on Instagram here and there. Oh, my disclaimer. I didn't do my disclaimer because I've taken a few weeks off and I forgot. You guys remember that I'm just judging the footage that is provided to me. Like, I know there's more to the story. This is nothing personal at all whatsoever. So please remember that. Um... But what I was going to say is it's like this girl is forgetting about her behavior. Like I even put on my notes. I put like what with a bunch of question marks like girl like you're doing the same shit if not more. Like you have disrespected this man as well. Okay. And I don't want to be the bad guy to like point that out. But like you can't really like be embarrassed and feel disrespected because you've also embarrassed him and disrespected him. And then as I was typing that in my notes, Mark literally says exactly that, which I put thank God in my notes. And then I put same in my notes, you guys, I'm sorry, but I said these people need to check themselves before they go off on their significant others. Um, cause it just, the, the hypocrisy is just unreal. It's like, they're, they're all doing the same fucking things, but they're like getting mad at each other when they're like significant others doing what they're doing. It's like insane to me. However, I do love that when Mark called her out, she owned it and said that great might feel the same way that she feels. I do really respect that. And she didn't hesitate. She owned it immediately. She gets really emotional and it's not just like her voice is cracked up. She's like really starting to cry. And Mark goes over there to be with her. They kind of hug it out. And honestly, just because I've obviously filmed this show before and I've gotten into it with Mark before, I feel like they edited out a lot of what went of what went down right here because he says a few different things that like stood out to me. It seemed very chopped up and quick. And he says that he was tough on her. It's literally a direct, direct quote. I was tough on you. And then another direct quote, Paris, that was a lot. 
and he encourages her to share with like the girls and the single guys. So I feel like that was like a moment with her and Mark. I think they got into it or she was very emotional or he was really hard on her. I don't know, but she, I think they edited that. Like I would bet money on it. So now it's Maricela's turn. Did I say that better? To the person that called me out, the few people that called me out, I feel like I did. Maricela? I feel like that was a little bit better. So it's her turn and it's Chris in the hammock flirting with Alexis. And then it's him talking about how horny he is to Nafisa. Maricela is scary smiling. I will say like she's like way too calm and she's like nodding her head. And then she tell the clip ends and she tells Mark she saw what she wanted to see. And she explains that she won't be as like Mark is like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean you wanted to see that? Like, that's a little weird. And she explains that she wants him to find that person who checks his boxes and she doesn't feel like she's it for him. And he's made it clear she doesn't do it for him. She feels relieved and Mark is happy. She's got her answers and comments on how this is the lightest he's seen her. And she says, this is a direct quote, I am happier each day and growing closer to who she wants to be each day. And honestly, I love that for her because that's such a good feeling. Like once you feel that that peace, especially if you've been in a toxic codependent relationship ever, nothing can top that feeling. I I can't explain it unless you've like experienced it firsthand, but it is just like, it's like you can breathe again. It's like you've been having like an asthma attack for years and you can never catch your breath. And now all of a sudden you can just like breathe so deeply and it's like the best fucking feeling. And it's just like any anxiety that you had is just gone. And you're just like, wow, like this is what life is supposed to feel like. Like, it's just the most peaceful, just relaxing, relieving feeling. So I love that for her. It's the best. It's truly the best feeling. And that's why it's like, you guys, once you find your peace, like, you'll never let anyone fuck up your peace ever again. Because it's like, once you get a little dose of what true peace is like, it's like, you'll you'll make sure that that never gets fucked up, like, ever. So now it's Vanessa's turn. And she also looks absolutely terrified. Her clip is Rob saying how he used to believe that she's had to lower her standards to be with him. But now he's realized he's actually the one that's lowering his standards for her. And she starts smiling and rolls her eyes. I put yikes because it's like, oh, she seems pissed. He said he doesn't need Vanessa because, because he's a lot more happy without her. And she's even more shocked. And then the clip goes to him and Des making out. And all the girls, they're like looking in. They like want to know what's going on. And then it pans down and you see she's in her little like thong bikini. And <laughs> Vanessa like gasps. So does Paris. And then I think um, Vanessa says, mother effer. Oh my God. By the way, you guys, that's another thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying not to cuss as much, okay? Because I have the mouth of a sailor and it's just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm at a different point in my life. I It comes very naturally to me and I will say there are statistics that say the most intelligent people cuss, so it's like a humble brag, okay? <laughs> but I just don't really like it. I feel like I'm just getting a little bit too old, a little bit too mature to be like cussing quite as much as I do. So I'm going to try my hardest to not cuss quite as much. I'm definitely still going to drop an F-bomb here and there, but we're going to try to do a little bit better. So 
she says, mother effer, oh my God. And she's just rolling her eyes. She's ready to go. She's like turned up. You can tell she is ready. And she says, yo, it is the nerve and the audacity. Okay, okay, say less, okay. And I put, sheesh. She's pissed. And all she's really concentrating is on the physical side of things, like the makeout with with Des and like the little bikini. She didn't really acknowledge the lower standards comment at all. And Mark asks her what about the first comments um, he made because... Because yikes, like that's a pretty fucking big statement. And she says she sees a, this is a direct quote. She says that she sees a 24-year-old boy who's not ready, who's been indirectly telling me that the whole time and I've just been ignoring it. Mark says he's not excusing or condemning the behavior and Vanessa just says she's so disappointed and Mark does understand that. And then he says, direct quote, Temptation Island is extreme, it's rocky, it's scary, and it hurts, and you get to have the love you didn't know you deserved. Honestly, facts. You know, like, if you're strong enough to get cast on this show and make it through, (laughs) which we all do and did, but even if you don't fall in love, like, you're gonna love yourself in a different way after this. And, like, I'm, like, a living testament to that. A lot of people are. And... I just think going through something this traumatic and like eye-opening, like there's no way that you're not going to have your eyes opened to the type of love that you deserve, even if it's self-love. And I'm a strong believer in that. So now it's the end of the bonfire. Maricela, see, I'm getting better. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop pointing it out, but I'm just saying I'm getting better. So Maricela and Vanessa walk off together kind of like arm in arm and Vanessa's still saying the effing nerve of him under her breath in the confessional she says the lowering the lowering standards comment is is extremely insulting and a slap in the face in my notes I'm like pause the hypocrisy this season is just truly unmatched like I'm just like you literally you said it first like you said you were lowering your standards first and you said you were embarrassed to bring him around your friend group because he doesn't meet the standards that you normally set for yourself and bring around them like you're the one that brought that shit up like he was just like saying that like no like I don't agree with her like I actually think I'm the one lowering my standards like he did not bring that up so yeah I'm just the the, the hypocrisy is unreal direct quote from her if you just want your ego stroked why the hell are you with me you know I'm not that type of woman so now we're at the girls villa and the girls are chatting together in a room and Vanessa says all she feels is rage and then she says direct quote how are you going to betray me for a woman you just met and you guys I think this is another phase I'm going in I'm like kind of cynical right now when it comes to like people and relationships and love I just, in my notes, I was like, welcome to our world, Vanessa. Everyone sucks and everyone betrays everyone. LOL, loyalty is dead. But like, honestly, I just like, it is so rare to to find loyal people nowadays. Like, that's something I was talking about with a friend lately because we were talking about how like, losing friends nowadays is like so common besides like the real ones that you've been friends with forever. But it's just like, you never know people nowadays. It's just the people just like switch up betray people there's no loyalty no one is genuine like everyone is cheating on everyone it's like you meet a couple and it's like you think they're cute and then you like get to know them and it's like they're fucking so toxic it's just I don't even remember the last time that I met a couple 
where I was like, wow, like they're really in love. Besides like Kristen and Julian from season three, like I will, they're in love. Okay, that's the real fucking deal, those two. But besides that, and like, I'm trying to think, like, do I know any? Oh, actually, my one of my best friends, Coley, her and her husband, they're very much in love and perfect for each other and have a very healthy relationship. So maybe that's it. My parents, but they had to really work on that, but they're, they are now. But you guys, it's so fucking rare. It's just wild. It's really wild to see. That's why I'm just like, I'm good single until I find my Prince Charming. Caitlin says she feels bad like she has nothing to give. That made me really sad because it's like just because you may not be with the right man, that's not a reflection of you. You're just like there's that whole saying where it's like you might be the perfect package, but you just got delivered to the wrong address, you know, like that's a that's a thing. It's like you're perfect, like you're amazing, but you just got delivered to the wrong dude, you know, like that shit happens. Like you just got to get rerouted to the right man. So in the confessional, Caitlin says she feels stupid and stupid for bringing him back into her life. I put in my notes, let's discuss, but I feel like I already touched on that. You guys, I just think when people break up with us, especially if they blindside you, it's like, it's so rare that you're going to get back with that person and it's going to work. It's like kind of like in high school when you knew those couples that would like break up, get back together, break up, get back together. I don't believe in that, you guys. I really believe like if you love someone and you're meant to be with someone, you don't break up, you work through shit. It's like maybe you take like a day or two apart, maybe you take a little bit of space, but like you communicate, you work through things and you fight to be together and you fight for your relationship. Like breaking up and getting back together, all that's doing is putting off the inevitable and you need to learn the lesson where you can't just let people waltz in and out of your life because that's not loving yourself that's showing someone that like honestly they they can do that they can walk all over you you're a doormat and I've been there and I've done that way too many times an embarrassing amount of times and I just think maybe there's an exception to the rule there's a one percent where like someone goes off into the world and they really realize like you're the one but you can't just let them waltz back in they need to work and they need to show you with actions not just words for a long time that like they really fucked up okay like we can't just be letting people walk walk in and out of our life it's not cool breadcrumbing isn't cool it's messing with your emotions your heart it's not it's not okay and you got to really stand up for yourself and not allow that to happen and I'm not saying that Hall doing that to her is her fault by any fucking means I'm just saying that you know like let's just like stick up for ourselves a little bit more Vanessa says they're going to be in good spirits tonight. The whole, the girls, they group hug and they say they will get through this together. And that moment really just reminded me like that bond between the four girls and the four boyfriends. It's like you guys really go through some wild shit together and just have each other. And that bond is so real. So it was, it was cute to see. They go to check on their sidemen. LOL. That was like a little quote that they said as they were walking out. So all the single guys are lined up in the dark, oiled up in the living room. 
I cannot. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't like this. This is a lot. This is a lot for me. They walk forward, all the girls, like, all slow and sexy. They they tell the girls to take a seat. Like, I could do this if it was, like, one guy was, like, into, like, where it was, like, we're clearly vibing and, like, into each other. And if he had his shirt off and he was, like, walking toward me and telling me to sit, I'd be, like, into it. But a whole fucking, like, crew of men walking at me like that, that's that's kind of a lot. I'm not going to lie. I I don't know if I (laughs) would like that very much. Um, but then, but then I would have a quick change of heart because they set up a little spa day and this part I love. Sebastian says, each man here is going to take you to a station. They really plan this fucking thing out and they're going to massage a certain part of your body. Non-sexual, of course. I will say, remember my episode, cuddling ain't cuddling. Massages also escalate. Massages and cuddling are always escalating in my book. Okay. In my book, if I'm asking you to give me a massage, it's like, that's just me trying to get on my stomach and you like behind me on me. Okay. Like that's just me getting you in position. (laughs) So yeah, like massaging and cuddling period. Nah, you're trying to make some shit happen. And I'll die on that hill. We need some merch with that. I uh, Someone told me that and we really fucking do. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> we really effing do. Freaking. Freaking naughty. What is that from? Dodgeball. I'm naughty. Let's get naughty. Real freaking naughty. Yeah, it is. It's from Dodgeball. Okay. There's wine and roses. Christiane, which I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure, but I think... Says it seems the girls are devastated by whatever they saw at the bonfire. And I will say this whole spa day is a vibe. The lounge chairs that they have set up. The music. I need a spa day so bad after the fucking last few weeks I've had. I'm not even going to lie. The neck massage Maricela is getting. Wow. Yes. Like he was getting in there with an elbow. That's what I need. I got so many fucking knots in my neck. God, I said fuck again. Frick. I have so many freaking knots in my neck. I would love like a really strong ass, like deep tissue elbow in my neck right now. So I noticed that little moment. Vanessa's talking to Bryce saying she was prepared to see see the same type of stuff that she's been doing with Bryce, which is really, which is really nothing at this point. And I agree with that. Like her and Bryce, like she said some pretty outlandish things and some pretty disrespectful things, but like she hasn't actually done anything or acted on anything. And um, her clip, the clip that she saw in Rob's actions, definitely he, in her opinion, which I agree, he's doing a lot more than what she's doing. And she is quoted just like be flirty, explore, etc., but don't disrespect me. So now we're over at the guys' villa. Of course they're taking shots. I mean, we got a nice, glorious, cute little spa day with roses, wine, and then we go over and it's like they're taking shots, per usual. Uh, Hall says that what he saw at the bonfire and seeing Caitlyn, like, on another man is okay with him, but that a few of the other guys are really hurt by what happened at the bonfire. And Great starts talking. They're all kind of in the kitchen gathered around at this point, listening to each other. Great says that he saw Paris and Tajik having sex and he doesn't know why it bothers him. When he says having sex, everyone really gasps. But, like, I'm confused why they gasp because, like, they know that, like, him and Nafisa were, like, literally in bed naked from what it looked like. I mean, 
it it definitely seemed like there was a, a hanky panky going on on prom night. Okay, Nafisa's like eyeing him as he's saying this, and then someone says it would bother anybody, and then he starts breaking down, full blown crying. Okay, full blown crying, and I will say. It's sad, okay? He's clearly hurting and Hall is hugging him because you guys, like men, they've been like trained to like be masculine and like not show emotion and it's unfortunate and I think that's why so many men are like emotionally unavailable and like terrified of love and commitment because they've been trained their whole fucking lives to like not be vulnerable and like not show emotion. So for a man to be crying like that on national television, you know he's really hurting, you know? Like he, he couldn't hold it in. So I just, I feel for him. He says that he's embarrassed and can't imagine what his family would think and he is done with Paris. Then it pans over and we have Chris apologizing to Alexis and like what the fuck up is up with this dude. I'm just going to like let you guys all know so the guy that was in my DMs for like months, it was Chris. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now he had you guys but it's funny because ever since I launched the podcast I ha- I haven't heard a peep not one little peep I- he might have unfollowed me so yeah that was who was in my dms which honestly now that I'm watching the show and I've like heard things through the grapevine it doesn't surprise me at all so he's apologi- apologizing to Alexis I put in my notes what the fuck is up with this dude and this poor girl, like, she's so blinded by his, his bullshit. It's, like, legit hard to watch. He says, this is his apology to her. You've definitely been putting in work to untangle me. And I've purposely let, left myself guarded because I just wanted to respect my relationship. Like, this whole thing is so backwards. <laughs> like, it really is. Like, you... Well, I guess, like, in his eyes, like, him and Mar- Maricela are done. But I, it's, like... Of course, you should respect your relationship. Like, that was who you made a commitment to. Like, you met this girl, Alexis, like, fucking a week ago, dude. And just, like, kind of, like, the way that these, like, couples and singles and these relationships are and how everyone's interacting with each other and how easily everyone's, like, quote-unquote cheating and, like, hurting each other, I do kind of understand why the viewers are having such a hard time with this season. And speaking of, I kind of touched at, at, wow, I can't talk. I kind of touched on this at the beginning of the episode. One of the reasons why I think I'm having a hard time and why I'm, I realize I'm at such a different point in my life now, and I've realized it while recapping this season, is it's just so over the top. You know, like they're really just doing the most. And I don't necessarily think it's like the cast fault. It might be how production is editing it. But I started this season by kind of telling everyone that I don't necessarily think these couples are real because it's just it's unbelievable how they're treating each other. And it doesn't even make sense to me. And fun fact, my best friend, Carly, we've been I've talked about her before on the podcast. We've been best friends since we were 12 years old. Okay, so. I mean, we're talking on like two decades, okay? (laughs) Like 20 plus years of friendship. She's like my ride or die. I would take a bullet for her. Like she's the type of person if I really needed her, like she would get on a flight and like come to Florida and save my ass. So she's only watched season one of Temptation Island. She was one of the few people 
that I was comfortable watching the show with. So instead of going to viewing parties like everyone else, I would go over to Carly's house and we would watch it with her now husband. At the time, they were just boyfriend-girlfriend, but the three of us would watch the episodes together. So she watched season one, and when she watched it, she obviously knew what happened in my life and, like, my past and whatnot but she was very into the show like she was very like it's so genuine like this is some real life shit these people are going through like she loved it she has not seen a season since season one she randomly (laughs) started watching season five for shits and giggles she's like a full-blown like stay-at-home like Brentwood mom okay like she's like the ultimate stay-at-home mom it's hilarious how different our lives are we're literally like the stereotypical best friends where it's like I'm like the single girl in the entertainment industry that's just like wild and like has a podcast and then she's just like in her little home that she owns staying at home tennis lessons getting her daughter into the best preschools (laughs) like very very different so she was home alone and she was bored and she was like you know what I'm gonna watch Temptation Island Casey's recapping for her podcast so she put on season five and she called me and she was like Casey she's like I literally can't even get through like a few episodes she's like these couples can't be real like there's no way and I was like did you listen to my podcast because I said that shit and she's like no like there's no way that these are real people she's like either like they're actors or they just literally don't care about each other and I was like Carly I said the exact freaking same thing like it's just it's honestly astonishing to watch. It really is. And I hate that I'm kind of going in right now, but it's just the standards of relationships nowadays is just, it's really fucking sad. It's so sad. It's, there's just no more like ride or dies, no more loyalty, like no more true love. It's like these people, like you'll, they're just throwing away their significant other. And it's just like, it's not even hard for them to do. It's just wild. It's wild. But Anyways, I just thought it was really interesting that someone watched season one and then watched season five. And it's like she was but not even just for my story. She was really into the other stories as well. And then um, she just she's literally couldn't even get through a few episodes. She's like, Casey, it's unbelievable. She's like, I can't even watch it. It's nuts. So anyways, she um we were talking oh yeah Chris he's like I'm not in a relationship anymore and everyone starts clapping and then Alexis says that she's proud of him lol yeah just breaking up with your girlfriend of two years on a show without even speaking to her but you know that's you know it is temptation island it's on brand he thinks Maricela is going to come crawling back to him. And I will say, you guys, I kind of went off on, was her name Abby for calling him a narcissist? That is a little narcissistic, him saying that. I wouldn't say he's a narcissist. It's like a narcissistic trait. Um, but I've heard that before, okay? Like, I, I've been in that situation where someone was like, you'll never be okay without me. Like, you'll always come back. You'll always be an option for me. We'll, we'll always find our way back to each other. And it's like, nah, fam. Like, I ain't not, not in any universe, not in any fucking reality. Like, nah, dude. Like, I, no. It's never fucking happening. If, like, there's no fucking way in a million fucking years like if the world was ending and like we were what was gonna keep human civilization going it's like well shit human civilization is ending so 
yeah, I think he's in for a rude awakening because I don't think she's going to come crawling back. I think she's having a me moment. And I think she's having a, I now finally feel peace. And I don't think anything in this fucking world is getting her to come back to this man. He says, you made your choice and now you have to live with it. Hall starts crying and saying this shit is brutal. Everyone is crying in this house right now. Okay. All the men are crying, which honestly, it's, it's refreshing to see men being vulnerable. I like when a man cries. I think it's sexy. Rob is telling Des how Mark thinks that Vanessa needs a man like him. And he does think that's true. And he does hope that she finds a man like that, but he doesn't want it to be him. He seems kind of annoyed and frustrated with that whole scenario. And he says, I've just dealt with her for so fucking long. It just drains me. Now I'm going to cry. And Des hugs him. And then he says, she's sucking the soul out of my life. And he's referring to Vanessa. Whoa. So now we pan over to Michaela and Hall talking and he confesses to her that he was thinking about her the whole time and he hates it because he's hurting somebody and Michaela is what he's been searching for and he's so fuck effing happy and god I'm the worst it is such a bad habit it just comes so naturally and then this is a direct quote and I don't give a shit. And then he says another direct quote, now I'm being an asshole. Michaela says she has to keep reminding herself that she should not feel guilty. They aren't forcing anything. And he says to her, a lot of people are going to hate him like Caitlin's friends and family. They are such great people, but he doesn't give a shit. And I have thoughts. Again, I feel like I'm going to get some pushback on this, you guys. I just think like if he really knows that like, Caitlyn isn't the one for him even if it's like kind of unfortunate and a little bit shady that he made that realization on fucking Temptation Island on a reality show it's like do you what do you guys want like do you want him to stay loyal and faithful to her when he feels this way it's like she doesn't deserve that like that's not cool and honestly I kind of already touched on it before I just think we all have one life to live and at the end of the day you got to take care of yourself so if he knows in his heart and soul that Caitlyn is not the person for him it's like maybe it's rubbing people the wrong way but like he has that right to put himself first, you guys, and put him his happiness first. He hasn't cheated. He hasn't disrespected her yet. He hasn't even kissed Michaela. He's doing the show's premise. He's being as respectful as possible. He's talking about Caitlyn in a really positive light. But he's like, he's like, I need to put myself first and my happiness first. Okay, it sucks. D is it a little bit shady that he's come in and out of her life? A hundred percent. Is it fucked up that he did that? A hundred percent. But you can't change the past. And now he's realizing it. And I think he's going about it in a really good way. And I think that's going to surprise a lot of people that I think that. But I was the Caitlyn in this scenario and my significant other didn't go about it in the right way and I think what people are confusing because everyone's like surprised that I'm like kind of like commending him on how he's handling this whole situation you guys I never had a problem with how my ex left me I never had a problem that he quote unquote fell in love like I never had a problem that he wanted to end things with me 
That was never the issue. It was how he went about it. It was the lying. It was how he was trying to rewrite history. It was how he was gaslighting me, trying to paint me as the villain. That was what I had a problem with, okay? It was never that he wanted, that I wasn't the one for him. You know, I just wish that he went about it in a respectful way. I wish that he went about it in the way that Hall is going about it. So that's why I respect it because I know what it's like to be on the other end of it when someone ends things with you in a really disrespectful, fucked up way. So I don't have a problem with you with it, you guys. I really don't. As of now, I know I still need to get caught up, but you guys, he wants to put himself first and he wants to put his happiness first and he also wants Caitlyn to be happy. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So now we're at the girls' villa, and it's Caitlin, and she's saying we have a life, talking about her on Hall. She's opening up to Mike about how she feels stupid and feels like everything is on Hall's terms, and she says that's why I feel stupid A as fuck. There's just no reason to feel stupid. Like, you, there was no way you would have known that this was happening, Um you did everything right, Caitlin. Like, if you're listening to this or you hear about this, like, you did everything right. You were loving. You were faithful. You were an incredible human being. You, you're just not with the right person, you know? So don't feel stupid. There's no reason for you to feel stupid. If anyone should feel stupid, honestly, I know I was just kind of commending him, but he should feel stupid for kind of playing games with you, coming in and out of your life, and then, like, needing this show to finally have the balls to say that you're not the one, okay? So don't ever feel stupid because, like, he was a coward for so long, you know? Like, he's finally not being a coward, but there's absolutely no reason for you to be embarrassed or feel stupid. And I really stand by that. Maricela and Christiane are laying down together and they are giggling about how he told her that it's whack when she admitted her and Chris's relationship was super codependent. And this is just a random thought that I just like had while I was watching this episode. I truly believe that if these people weren't stuck in like a literal fishbowl simulation of just like you're only around these people for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for a month, I just don't think that they would fall for these people in real life. Like, I just don't think, yeah, like, I really, really don't. It's like you completely forget that there are billions of other amazing people in the world and that, like, people that get cast for reality television shows typically aren't the best people. Like, and I'm not saying that it's just season five. I'm saying anyone, including myself, that gets cast for a reality television show, it's like you have to be good for TV and people that are good for TV are a little bit fucked up, okay? We have issues. We have big personalities, strong personalities. We're a little bit crazy. Like there's billions of fucking people in the world that don't have all these fucking issues, okay? And I just think being in this fishbowl, you really forget that and you just fall for people that you just would never fucking fall with, fall for if you were out in the real world. And I just, that was a random thought I had. Maricela is so into her own little world, she says. She's allowing herself to be free. And then it pans over to her straddling Christiane in a room, taking off her top. Then we're over at the guy's villa. And as soon as Chris is like relaying to the group, they're like all on the couch. And he's explaining what his clip was, I think. And he's saying her legs were open like this. And he's like doing the motion. As soon as he does that, the freaking light goes off, indicating that 
Mar- Maricela and Christiane are hooking up. Of course, he doesn't know that, but production, A plus for timing on that in that editing moment. And then everyone starts cracking up and they're like, they are not good people. The bonfire just ended. Someone is like, yo, put a blanket over that shit. We are classy gentlemen and we did not um, fold first. And Chris goes over there, puts a puts a blanket over the light and great just looks freaking distraught. So it's the next morning and... Maricela is like stretching and then Christiane is like bending her over and stretching her out and she's like bouncing her ass back up on him and I'm like whoa like I'm not even gonna lie it kind of turned me on a little bit and I was like wow like I want to get stretched out like that early in the morning before I work out like that would get me working out real good Sebastian calls him out for them like wilding like that Vanessa asks Caitlin if she will feel dumb going home with Hall. And then Caitlin confesses that he'd have to say a lot of shit for him to make up for what she saw in that bonfire. Mike is watching this conversation like an absolute freaking hawk. Caitlin wants to know what is going on in his head. And she says, this is a direct quote, like, am I packing up my shit and moving out of my house? facts I went through that too like I I feel like me and her we haven't spoken yet but I feel like we really should I remember being on the show when I was filming and I, I I was having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that like my whole life was falling apart and I was just thinking I was like wow like who's gonna move out like like who's gonna get the cat like obviously he's gonna get ghosts like but I'm like he's ghost was my dog for five years so like that's gonna be devastating and I was literally you guys already like plotting about getting Nova because I was like I'm gonna have to move out or he's gonna have to move out and like ghost is gonna be gone and I'm gonna miss him so I'm gonna have to get a little puppy replacement to like be my little buddy and I'm gonna have my own little guy and I was literally plotting getting Nova while I was on TI and I think I even talked about it in in there towards the end that I was thinking about getting a puppy and they edited it out but fun fact you guys I flew to Temptation I think I've said this before in the past I flew to Temptation Island on September 5th 2018 like flew there to film and that that's Nova's birthday because I got her from a family so I know her exact birthday so her birthday is September 5th 2018 the same fucking day freaking day that I flew to TI so it was so meant to be but I remember that I I totally remember like thinking like wow like we have a life together and I'm going to have to pack it all up and start over and like I just don't even know where to begin Vanessa says I don't think that's how your story ends sugar and I will say Vanessa seems like a really good friend like I really like to her girls like she's she's a good one So now it's Caitlin and she's continuing to say she feels dumb. And I'm like, okay, production, we get it. Like she feels dumb. Like we don't have to keep like putting in clips of her saying it over and over and over again. Like sheesh. And then it's a quote. Why don't you figure out your own shit before you come back into my life and ruin my life again? And I agree completely with that. We already touched on it, but that was wrong of him. Okay, he should have never come back into her life. If he admitted on this show that he's always known she wasn't the one like don't be a coward man up just because the grass wasn't greener right away like don't come back because you're freaking bored okay that was bullshit but also we don't take people back that blindside us fuck that 
freak that noise god i'm i literally said i'm trying and i'm failing miserably at not saying that word sebastian he says do you really want to be with someone who's not sure like that i put no in all caps you want someone to be so freaking sure about you you want it to be where like they just life without you if if they really took a moment to imagine like never speaking to you or hearing your laugh or like talking to you ever again they're just like that does not make sense that's what you want you want them to be like life without you does not make sense if it's not like that like move on to the next yep I even put on my notes they shouldn't be able to imagine life without you and then he says that my grandma always told me if they're not sure about you then f them yes grandma preach Vanessa confesses that she still loves Rob and admits she's really hurt and has no control over the situation. These poor single guys, okay? Every single guy on TI goes through this every single season, but it's just these girls. They're like these single guys, they're trying to like get with these girls, right? And these girls are just freaking venting about other men to them. It's just wild, okay? Like single men on TI just deserve trophies all around. I will say they got a wild job. Bryce says he's he's sure she was very clear with Rob. Ha ha ha. Like, of course, I agree. Like, she was like, I think I was very clear with him. It's like, yes, Vanessa, anyone that's watched you for five milliseconds knows you were very clear with Robert. Roberto. Rob is telling Des, so we're back over the guys' villa. Rob is telling Des his bonfire was bad because he wanted to do her do a her to do a little worse. Uh-oh. He says, I don't want a toxic relationship, but I do love her and part of me wants to be with her. He says that in the confessional, obviously not near Des. I put, oh gosh, this man. He admits the bonfire made things hard, but then he wants a kiss from Des. He's confused, this guy. He's, he's, he's going through it. Alexis is telling Chris that today was a hard day and Chris admits that he is dramatic AF. He says to Maricela, you got me effed up. He says she wants to be single and in the streets. And he says, I'm going to be single in paradise. He looks scary, miserable. There's just no expression on his face at all. He's holding on to that coffee cup for like dear freaking life. I feel like he's gripping it so hard it's going to like break into a million pieces. Great says that he needed to see what he saw at the bonfire. He he like great like walks over to Chris and like is venting to him. He tells Chris like I needed to see what I saw at that bonfire. Chris says that he felt hurt seeing that and he can't get it out of his mind and it keeps replaying. That's a little Temptation Island PTSD for you. We all have it. It's a good time. Go to therapy, Christopher. You're you're going to need it for a while. Chris says she was feeling on him, talking about Maricela and Christiane. And then Chris freaking loses it. And he starts hitting the couch. I think he calls her a bitch. And then Alexis is just in the chair, looking down, bouncing her legs. She looks anxious as hell. And I just know she has a gut feeling right now. This is like red flag central. There's no way that he had that reaction and she was sitting right there. And, like, didn't have a gut feeling that, like, he's not, he's probably not the one for her. Like, she's just ignoring her gut feeling. And then he, again, says a direct quote, I know her ass is going to come crawling back and I'm going to say hell no. And I just put, yeah, he has issues. Like, he, he really does. Like, he's getting, he's showing more and more of his true colors as the show goes on and he concerns me.
So now it's date time, and we see that Paris is on a date with Christian. He's giving her a massage by a waterfall. I love it. Robe life. I love robe life, I will say. She says that she always feels at peace when she's around him, which I love that. He says he wants to ask her like what her next steps in her journey are. And she says that she needs to learn to forgive others for the things they did to her and to stop blaming herself. And I love that. We love a little self-love and self-growth journey. Christian opens up to her a little bit and says he can relate and it's the worst feeling. And years down the road, you, you realize it was never you about like not forgiving people and blaming yourself or other people's actions. And he says it's so crucial that you're realizing this now. I will say this man is very young and he comes off very, very mature. And then... Paris says I feel like you make every girl in the house feel special and she admits at first she thought he was a player and he laughs out loud he has a good laugh but then she realized he's a gentleman and he says that's what you deserve a proper gentleman who treats you like a queen and I'm not gonna lie I would live the cougar life for this man ain't even gonna lie like he's cute and he seems mature as hell but also you never know with these people on TI he might just be freaking on one (laughs) but I might I might be a little cougar for him You never know. She says that she had a really great time with Christian, but she still wants to take Tajik on a date. Oh, this poor girl. She has it bad. It's just the heart wants what the heart wants, man. And the vajayjay. We we want what we want. So now we're to Nafisa and Great. They are on a date. They're holding hands in a vineyard. A classic truck is all decorated with pillows and drinks and flowers. I do love this. Super adorable. Love it. A vibe. They're making drinks together. And Great likes that he confesses that he really liked that she was there for him when he was hurting and was there to hug him and comfort him and let him know everything will be okay. And he says, direct quotes, this is a big moment, everyone. The moment I realized that you were the one, hold up, that's a big, you can't just be telling a girl that you knew she was the one, okay? Like, you need to clarify, like, the one out of this house, okay? Not the one. Like, we're not dropping the one on Temptation Island, Jesus, Then he continues, when I left the date with Tammy, he says he was excited about the date with Tammy, but he kept thinking about Nafisa. Facts. If someone is on your mind all the time and they're just running through your mind all day and you cannot get that person out of your mind, you need to trust that. Okay, that's a gut freaking feeling like that person is in your mind for a reason. I, I really, really believe that. Side note, where is Tammy? Like, did I miss an elimination? Because I feel like a lot of people have been missing in this episode. And I, as I was watching this episode, I was like, wait a second. Like, a lot of people have been missing. But I guess we've spent a lot of time on, like, the bonfires and the aftermath and, like, the hooking up. But damn, they're, they're definitely, you can tell that the connections are really being built. Because now, pretty much, if you're not in a connection, nobody's getting airtime. So... Nafisa, (laughs) sorry, Nafisa, she wants to know where they go from here. He admits that he's falling for her and attracted to her and he hopes that she feels the same way. And she immediately says that she does feel the same way. Great wasn't expecting this, but he's really starting to fall for her. 
They go actually like inside of the truck to get out of the rain. And then the clothes start coming off and we get a little iconic Titanic moment with a sweaty hand on the back like rear view window. So then it's Alexis and Chris and they are bike riding. Loves it for my birthday, you guys. I want to save up money. I want to get myself a little baby pink like beach cruiser with a basket so I can put like my book in the basket and like my drink or like flowers. I want it to be cute. Maybe I can put Vixen in there when it's not so hot. She can go on a bike ride with me. So that's my thing. I want to get myself a little baby pink beach cruiser this reminded me of that also it's a double bike that's intimidating I've never done that before so Alexis wants to know why he started taking her on dates and he just says that he really appreciates the vibe that they have together she's super natural she's a great listener and they had a moment when she challenged him with deep questions I do hate the glasses he's wearing I will say they're weird as hell He's also just being a freaking weirdo again with his expressions and just, I don't know. He just, he really rubs me the wrong way. He says, damn, maybe she likes me. And she admits that she does. And she says she's excited for more dates. But for some reason, I didn't really get a genuine vibe. Like it didn't seem like she's that excited, even though she was saying it. My next note, I put, dude, archery. Honestly, these dates are fire. Like, they're really doing, like, good, good dates. Maricela kind of kills it. She's Katniss Everdeening it. Christian is impressed. He kind of kills it at archery, too. They're sitting with each other, staring into each other's eyes. He says he's enjoyed the last few days. She's helped him see a different side of himself. And, direct quote, it's been insane to see a different side of you. I'll say we've definitely seen a different side of her. She says he's been a nice support system and they seal it with a kiss. Now we are on Mike and Caitlin's date. They are hiking. She says that she's happy with herself and her career, but she's not sure about her relationship. And I'm just like, in my notes, that's your answer, boo. She starts crying again and Mike just, he really doesn't want her to cry. She's confused and going through all stages of emotions, but she's also, she confesses, she's also trying to stay open with Mike. She feels safe with him and he's so easy to talk to and she can talk about her emotions with him. I will say that's the sauce, you guys. When it's easy to open up with someone and you feel safe and like nothing you talk about is weird, you can keep it like so real and like so vulnerable with someone, but you still feel, you still feel safe and easy to talk to and when you talk to them time just like flies by like that shit is the sauce like I love that like when you find a connection like that hold on to that because that's rare especially nowadays she admits that she came on the show knowing that they had things to work on but but didn't think it was a I'm not with the right person situation she says she wants to stay she wants to continue like her connection with Mike but she's still in her feels about what she saw at the bonfire last night and she's not ready to physically open up to him honestly understandable and I think Mike handled this whole situation really really well Michaela and Hall are on their fourth date and they're having a little beach picnic they, and I put on my notes, they still haven't kissed, right? Like four dates and they still haven't kissed. I'm telling you guys, it's because he has genuine feelings for her and he's trying to start things off right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to just like start things off incorrectly because it's already kind of incorrectly. So I think the fact that he still hasn't been physical with her really does speak volumes. 
she admits that she didn't think that she would make it this far. She knew it would be one in a million chance to meet someone here. And then she's like kind of casually throwing around the word soulmate. And this is a direct quote. She has a feeling she's never felt before. I put, okay. And I do like her. I've, I kind of said this on my Instagram stories. Like, She's very respectful of his relationship with Caitlyn. She's not stepping on any toes. She's not forcing him to make any decisions. She's not speaking poorly about their relationship or about Caitlyn. She's not speaking about things that she doesn't know about. She's letting him do him. She's letting him take his time. She's not forcing anything. She's very respectful. She seems like a girl's girl. Like I have nothing bad to say about her. Hall says this is new and she admits it would be hard to leave here and not have him in her life because whatever this is, I'm just never going to find it in another person. Wow, big statement. Hall is just loving hearing her say all of this and she says I'm a hopeless romantic and I really feel like I'm in a book. Me and her relate a lot. Like I, I just, I love being a hopeless romantic. It's like a blessing and a curse. Hall says he absolutely has feelings for her and they are real. And he told everyone he doesn't want to marry Caitlin and doesn't see a future with her. He's living in the moment and letting it all hang out. She wants to know what age he wants to start having kids. This is kind of where things get weird for me. And I'm not going to lie. Why is it that he has to have kids right this second with Caitlyn? But then he says with her or someone else, it's about building partnership and love. Like that I didn't really like. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm thinking maybe it's because he's like been with Caitlyn for eight years and like this is where they're at in life. But I don't know. I didn't really like that. It's like if you're willing to give Michaela time, like you should be willing to give the person that you spent eight years with a little bit more time. But I guess he knows that she ain't it for him. But yeah, I put in my notes like I don't like that. And then he says, I want you to do everything you want to do in life. When you're ready, I'm ready. And I'm like, did they low key just discuss a timeline for having children together? Like, I'm pretty sure that's what just went down. And that's kind of fucking freaking wild. Like, that's a big conversation to have. So then he's in the confessional saying, when Michaela said soulmate, that hit my soul real fast. She's basically telling me she's falling in love with me and I can see it. Not the matching, oh, I put, not the matching bathing suits because when they walk away together, they're like literally matching. And I think you guys, that's where I'm going to end today's episode because that's a good little spot to end. It's getting juicy. I know I'm a little bit behind, but I don't know, you guys. Now we just have more content longer than the show. You know, we're going to like still dive into shit and I'm going to talk some shit for a while. But it's juicy, you guys. I just have so many mixed emotions. I have so many different opinions. It's wild. I just feel like I'm kind of all over the place with like this season. Like I just really don't even know how to feel so yeah you guys and next week we'll I'll finish up episode six and then we'll do some of seven and then we'll just kind of get caught up as quickly as possible if I'm in LA I'm either going to record before I go to LA for Labor Day weekend or I'm gonna get my like at home studio set up so I can record from where I'm staying easily Also, like plans for the future, I'm gonna like once I'm done recapping like season five and season two, and I start really diving into like the guest interviews, 
I'm going to try to bank episodes so we are never in a pickle like we are right now. So I'm going to just try to get caught up as soon as possible. You guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely trying to keep up boundaries on social media with like followers and whatnot. Like I'm doing the best that I can. And that's really all I can say. If it angers you guys that I have to take a week off or two for like emergencies or my mental health isn't good you guys I'm always going to put myself first this is my job but at the end of the day like I do this for fun and because I love it and I'm so proud of the community that I've built and I love that it's such a close community and you guys feel like I'm your friend but at the same time I feel like I've kind of there, there is no boundaries anymore and it kind of sucks that like a few bad eggs like have ruined this or like bad apples have ruined it for everyone but I just think I'm going to keep my boundaries up a little bit more so you guys if I can't do an episode I can't do an episode I'm going to try my absolute hardest to always get one up on Tuesdays at midnight but like I need to put myself first and I'm not going to be like looking at all the DMs anymore. I'm not going to be looking at all the reviews anymore. It's like if you love me, you love me. If you hate me, you hate me. And it's like I just I don't I don't really care. Okay, (laughs) so I'm just going to put myself first. And I went through some stuff the past few weeks. My mental health wasn't amazing and I took some time off. So that's that. And I'm not sorry about it. (laughs) So. In order to avoid that in the future, though, I am going to try to eventually bank episodes. So just have a bunch of them banked up and ready to go so we're never in a pickle. But I do love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without all of you. I couldn't be living the life that I'm living without all of you. So even though some people are upset, the majority of you guys are absolutely incredible. And I'm so fucking thankful. Freaking thankful. And I think that's it. So... Again, if you guys have any questions, concerns, it's temptingpod at gmail.com. Please go follow me on my personal at Call Me Case or the podcast at It's Tempting Pod. Please go like, follow, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I think that's it. Leave a review if you love it. All merch is being sent out by tomorrow night. So we're all caught up. And I think that's it. You guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. Love you all. Bye.